This podcast is sponsored by Keho Savory Treats. Uh, they're basically snack bars, but instead of like the traditional like uh, strawberry or kind of sweet flavors, they're uh, really good savory treats. They have like a Thai flavor. They have a pizza on the go flavor, a Tex-Mex flavor. They're really good. So go to keho.life, which is K-E-H-O dot life, and get some uh, savory snacks while you're listening to this episode. The Anthony Rogers Show. The best show in the universe. Welcome back to the greatest show in the universe. Uh, today we have a huge guest, um, author, former footballer, or soccer player, depending on what hemisphere you're on. Um, David Ike, how are you doing, man? I'm good, mate. <laughs> you're really slumming it coming on this show. I mean, I think you're way too big for this show. I'm not way too big for anything. <laughs> well, yeah. We've got to get information out by any vehicle. And, uh, I mean, you know, how can I turn down the, what is it, the greatest show in the universe? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't turn out of that, could I? I think, I think now with you on the show, it, it truly is the greatest show in the universe, finally. I think, I think I've just been saying it for a while. Um, so, uh, what, what is going on in the, in, the, in the mind of David Icke right now? I, I, I read a lot of your stuff. I watch a lot of your videos. And you're, you typically seem to be very on point. Like, what, what do you think is going on right now? Like, with the world, I guess, big question. but Well... What's going on now um, is what I've been writing about for over 30 years, which tells you something. What's going on now is not random. This has been planned for a very long time, and it's been planned in great detail, um, even down to uh, something uh, that I've uh, tracked over the years, which is the uh, systematic uh, changing dynamic between uh, authority in general and absolutely law enforcement and the public. Uh, from a point of view of uh, serving the public interest to seeing the public as the enemy. And, uh, you know, I've seen um, around the world, not least in places like uh, Victoria, Australia, uh, police brutality against uh, peaceful protesters. And my God, it's an epidemic, mate, in Britain. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm referring to the British police now as the black shirts and the yellow shirts, because that's what they wear, black and yellow uniforms. Uh, uh, because they, they are um, ridiculous in their, uh, in their impositions of these, uh, these nonsensical rules and regulations. I've just been watching a video um, uh, of um, a supermarket in Britain. It's called Morrison's. And uh, it, I think it's a, a, a British version of a, an American company. And uh, they called the police because um, someone refused to wear a yellow sticker to show that they were exempt from wearing a mask. And unless they wore the yellow sticker, they were not going to get served. I mean, this, uh, what we're seeing, I, I, I think, what I observe, is that there is a great awakening going on. And the events of 2020 to present time have been so extreme that it has uh, encouraged, it has, um, got people in, in bigger numbers by far than I've ever known uh, to, to look at the world um, in another way and say, actually, what is going on? But at the same time, um, much of the human race seems to be descending into, into insanity. Uh, and, uh, you know, one of the things I've been highlighting over the months since this started is the fact that at its foundation, it's a psychological war on the human psyche. It's about breaking uh, the, the uh, human spirit so we become subservient. 
Uh, and it's about, um, in, in general, uh, making us, um, in, uh, putting us in a submissive state. And these, uh, these masks are um, overwhelmingly psychological. They're certainly not about health, uh, but they are about um, severely damaging health cumulatively, uh, as we've, we've started to see evidence of. But uh, the, 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 the biggest impact they have, uh, certainly in the early stages before the health impacts kick in, is, is dehumanization. I mean, and, and something else, um, removing people's self-respect. I mean, you walk through you walk through the streets. I don't wear them, of course, but you walk through the streets and you you see these literally faceless people um, with with their kind of faraway eyes, uh, and uh, this is all part of the uh, psychological war. Uh, I uh, did a lot of research into mind control, not least in in uh, relation to MK Ultra in the United States and North America, uh, and um, I talked to so many. Um, people who'd been, um, were survivors of MKUltra, many weren't of course, and I learned all about the techniques of what was used on them and since 2020 uh, uh, you know, started, um, I'm looking around and I'm seeing those exact same techniques being used on um, the population in general. And one of them is masks because um, I um, was um, contacted by one of the people I, met a long time ago for the first time back in 1996 who'd been in uh, MKUltra or part of it and her daughter was born while she was held in MKUltra and she was telling me that her daughter was forced to wear a mask from the age of two to uh, a um, take away a sense of individuality and also to deprive the brain of oxygen which um, uh, stopped the brain um, developing in the way that it should. Uh, so w we are looking at a systematic war on the human psyche. And uh, if we don't um, realize that uh, and, and you know, put the defenses up through that realization, then um, a lot of people are going to become automaton um, in the world uh, uh, over the next few uh, months and years, big time. That's crazy. And very, very honestly and well put. Um, like, what do you think is making um, some people see through this, some people not? Um, one of the common grounds I found is uh, like uh, people that believe in God and serve God versus people that don't. I, I, I found that, but I, a common link. Like, it seems like a lot of atheists just blindly believe this. Like, uh, I, what, are, what are your thoughts on this? Why, why are some people seeing through this, some people not seeing through this? Well, um, first of all, when I, when I, came to America for the first time to talk about this, it was in 1996. The, what was known then as the Christian Patriot Movement, um, that, was the, that was the foundation of people who were talking about this information, talking about the fact that there was a plan to um, create, in effect, a, a global fascist state, a one world global fascist state. Um, and so that, you know, I talked at a lot of events um, that were, were Christian in that period because they were the ones that were talking about it. So I guess you, you're going to have that uh, playing through to present time, uh, given that what we're all talking about then is, is now clearly um, happening. But I do think it's, th there is another element to this. Um, and it's part of this psychological um, manipulation 
we are consciousness. Um, you know, I, I am known as David Icke, but David Icke is just the name for my human, brief human experience. I am the consciousness, the eternal, infinite consciousness that's having this experience called David Icke. And when it's over, that my consciousness will uh, go and explore other areas of, um, of forever. And when you come from that perspective, you can see things that uh, you can't see if you're completely caught in uh, what I call label consciousness, where your perception of the I is not I am consciousness, eternal consciousness, but I am the labels that I give myself or the labels that I'm given. I'm a man, I'm a woman, I'm this race, that race, this religion, that religion, this sexuality, that sexuality. They are experiences for the consciousness that we are. And the game is, um, and this is the way the system's set up, is from cradle to grave to get us to self-identify the I with the experience. Um, what that uh, means, I mean, you know, some, you, you, you meet someone and, and you say, hello, who are you? They won't say, oh, I'm, a, I'm a, a, an expression of infinite consciousness having a brief human experience. Of course not. They'll say, I am, uh, and they'll list the labels. Uh, and, and that's fine. You know, enjoy the experience, enjoy the labels, enjoy the, you know, your own uniqueness. But if you lose the fact that what you really are is consciousness, you get pulled into a very narrow world, a very narrow world of uh, perception, perceptual possibility. And it's basically the world that's perceived only through the five senses. And so um, there will be an element of, of what you've said in the question. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not religious, I don't follow a religion, but um, I respect those who do, I mean, my, uh, philosophy on life is, you know, do what you like so long as you don't impose it on anyone else. Uh, but uh, to, to have this uh, perception that there's more than just that uh, will also, uh, I think, be part of this uh, fact that uh, many people, in, uh, certainly in the uh, Christian religion, in my experience in America, uh, of, are aware um, and have been over the years that uh, there's, there's definitely a conspiracy going on. Uh, and so um, when you look, for instance, at the, the woke mentality, uh, which is, of course, Biden supporting, uh, and, 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 and it's ironically, I mean, the, the woke mentality has hijacked the left. I grew up in the a household that was uh, of the left in politics, but it was a very different left to now. It was a left that stood up against uh, power, concentration of power. It challenged the, um, the misuse of power by what were then millionaires, now billionaires. And crucially, it stood up and demanded freedom of speech. But now we've had this woke mentality take over um, the, uh, the left, hijack the left. And the woke mentality is not the left at all. I find it slightly irritating sometimes when I, uh, I'm watching uh, uh, things in America and they keep calling these wokers liberals. They aren't liberals. Um, they're, 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 they're really extreme at uh, the other end because uh, a, a true liberal, whether you agree with them or not, is, is wants freedom of speech, freedom of lifestyle uh, and, and to be at peace with other people uh, seeing the world differently. But that's not what the woke is. The woke is a tyranny.
and it's been um, it's been indoctrinated into generations now by the uh, by what I call the global cult that's behind all this, uh, and it's been done through the schools, increasingly so. It's so extreme now. Uh, it's been done through the universities, etc., and it's a mentality which has been manipulated to um, think it's inclusive and radical while it's absolutely in bed indeed they fund most of it with billionaires and billionaire corporations and crucially coming back to what i mentioned a few minutes ago um, the woke mentality is not just uh, consumed by labels it's subdividing them all the time and and this lgbt all the letters get longer and longer and longer i mean it's ridiculous that some there's some of the list of letters that some universities use in america now and of course it's coming to europe um and what that's doing is subdividing the previous labels into even smaller labels so instead of the i i am consciousness uh, all that is has been and ever can be having a human experience y you have to define yourself by the by the minutiae of your sexuality it's um it's absolutely extraordinary uh, and it's uh, it's a mind control job uh, it, it's been um it's been orchestrated to put um vast numbers not all of them thank goodness um but vast numbers of of young people um into a mind prison, uh, a mind prison that is actually an inversion. And what this cult does, it actually comes from a point of view of inversion. So um, if um, you uh, are supposedly uh, you know, a, a radical of the left, a liberal, you actually um, want to um, destroy freedom of speech. You want to take away people's ability to I have an opinion and a view if it doesn't um, coincide with yours. Uh, you um, uh, are um, supporting um, the um, censorship of the population by uh, the very billionaires that the old left would have been challenging. Uh, and so it's a complete inversion. And you, you have a, um, a woke mentality, therefore, that thinks of itself as uh, kind of of, of the left, what do they call it? Progressive. When it's actually supporting in the Biden administration, what, what is unfolding already and what will be the most extreme uh, American government in um, American history. Oh, I agree. You said a lot of great points there. Um, and, and I think it's interesting to point out, too, that um, you, you were ostracized for saying this like decades ago. And then and then through the years, like literally like um, you're being proven right. And I'd say most of what you said has been proven right by now. Um, one of the things that, that hasn't that, that makes me interested, though, is, is like the shape shifting reptilian thing, like uh, uh, more or less. It was like it's like when you brought that up, like I remember being a kid and like and like I'm, I'm no offense. I respect you and stuff. But I, but I remember hearing that when I was young and I was just like, is this guy nuts? I was, and then, and then like literally as it goes on like everything you're saying is happening and being proven like like true except for the shape-shifting reptilian thing to me at least I, maybe there's pr people that have seen it but like what are your thoughts on that a little bit well um you see what i would say to people is the the research methodology of um uncovering all this stuff um that has turned out to be correct 
was the same methodology that I um, employed to come to the conclusion that behind all this is a non-human force. One of its expressions is a, a reptilian form, but there are others. And ultimately, it's a, a very distorted, inverted state of consciousness, uh, which is behind all this. And this global cult that we kind of see, most of it's in the hidden, even within our reality. But when we see expressions of this global cult in your, your Bill Gates's and your George Soros's and all these people and your Anthony Fauci's, uh, what you see um, is a, um, a perceptual mentality expression of this, this other force, this non-human force, because this network of secret societies and satanic groups that form this global cult, they, um, they, they are expressions in our reality of this force. Their job is to impose the will of this force on, on human society. That's what they're there for. Even the people that are multi, 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 multi billionaires like Gates and whatever, they're still gophers uh, um, to, to, the, to, the, to the bigger picture. Um, and it came to me, you know, quite early on because I looked at uh, what was going on. I, I started to investigate the history of all this because what's happening now has been prepared for for a very, very long time. I mean, this goes back literally thousands of years, uh, at least. Uh, and, you, you know, you, you're watching this. You, 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 you're, you're looking in the ancient world and you're bringing it through. You're going through the Roman Empire and Babylon and uh, all that, Egypt. And, and people are coming in being born. They're playing a part in advancing this agenda, which is what, is what it's been is the incessant centralization of power. The reason it's got so intense now is the centralization of power has got so, uh, so focused. Um, and you then see them die uh, and then others come in and they play their part in that, in that period and then they die and others come. And so it went on and I'm thinking, well, hold on a minute. There's got to be some kind of common force um, that, that actually has spanned the whole thing. And, you know, we, we get caught in the fact that when we look through our eyes, I will think we do if you get deeper, um, that we see everything in the space that we're looking at. Uh, we don't. Uh, what we call um, the world is actually just a band of frequency, which we can decode through this, um, this, this, what I call biological computer system, the body. Uh, and so we're only seeing a narrow band of frequency. For instance, um, mainstream science reckons that uh, the electromagnetic spectrum is about 0.005% of what exists in the universe. Uh, some say it's a bit more as high as 0.5%, but very, very small. And visible light, which is the only band of frequency that we can see, everything you can see is within the band of frequency called visible light. That is a smear of the 0.005%. So we are seeing next to nothing. We are basically blind. Uh, and uh, so to, to the, greater, the greater reality. Uh, and the idea is that people are perceptually imprisoned in that sense of reality, because if you are only perceiving through the five senses, you're basically perceiving that narrow band of frequency called visible light and the other senses that go with it. 
But when you start to expand your awareness through self-identity with a being much more than the label I, you start to, to uh, break out perceptually of that frequency prison and you start accessing other levels of awareness, inspiration, insight, knowledge that give you a much bigger picture on what's going on here. Um, but the idea is to keep people in that band of frequency and, and th that band of frequency it literally has a frequency. It's a, it's a range of frequency. And uh, the idea is that if you can keep uh, the human race in a low frequency state, mentally and emotionally, then that's what they will perceive and they won't perceive anything beyond it. So if you can keep people in fear, very low frequency um, state, uh, uh, or uh, anxiety, depression, uh, all these things, then you, you're going to hold people in this, in this uh, frequency prison. And they're only going to basically perceive through, through the five senses. So I then started um, researching uh, uh, the ancient cultures around the world and what they were saying, you know, what, what their story of the world was. And what I found was, whether it's the aboriginals in... Um, Australia or the Zulus or Native Americans or you know, the, the people in the Middle East, um, there was a common theme and that is that there was a force, they gave it different names obviously, um, a force um, in the unseen that was manipulating uh, human society. For instance, the Islamic belief system uh, uh, calls them the jinn. Uh, and uh, so I then started synchronistically because once I started on this journey, which was synchronistic in itself in 1990, consciously anyway, uh, I know my life was leading up to that beforehand now, but consciously from 1990, uh, I was, um, I was uh, um, looking at, um, at the world differently. And from that kind of, revelatory time in 1990-91, uh, my life became a very synchronistic uh, journey of walking into information, personal experience, documents, people, books, um, uh, all, all different sources of information. And what was starting to happen very early on was that um, a subject would come into my life, uh, a theme, and suddenly information about that subject was coming at me from all directions. And this, was, this is what happened with the, the non-human force and uh, the whole reptilian thing. Uh, it was in 1990, about 1997, I think, uh, 97, about that time. Um, and I was um, traveling around America, speaking to not many people then, but um, in a 15-day uh, a period, and I was in a different place every day, I was, uh, after a plane journey, um, that, in a 15 day period, I met 12 different people in 12 different places uh, who told me the same basic story that they'd um, had the experience of um, seeing someone who appeared human to transform in front of their eyes into a reptilian form and then, then morph back again. And what I do with, um, with information, especially information that's kind of far out like that, is I put it on the back burner. And I wait and I see if more information comes to support that or whether it doesn't. And it did. And it, it built and it built and it built. And I, in, in a number of books, I go into this in some detail, the experiences that I had uh, with people. 
who told me these uh, stories that were very compelling in their um, in their common themes. So the question then was, well, you know, why don't we see them? Um, why don't doesn't everybody see them? And it's because they operate outside this band of frequency we call visible light. They operate outside of the the range that we can see. They can come in, and when when they do, we see them, and then they leave, and 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 we don't see them. Um, and so, not many have, but uh, but but some a, a far bigger number than people would uh, appreciate have seen this phenomenon. And you know, when people say, "I saw this UFO," and it appeared out of nowhere, and then disappeared into nowhere. Because of the lack of knowledge that's made public, not least through the education system, etc., about the nature of reality, that's all hoarded by the secret society network as best it can. Um, people look at, 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 at those that say that and they say, you're mad, mate. You can't appear out of nowhere and, and, and disappear. That's ridiculous. You know, you're on something. But you can. Because what's happening is they're not appearing and disappearing. They're entering the frequency that we can decode and see. Um, and, and to the observer, they've just appeared out of nowhere. And then they leave this frequency and to the observer, they, they disappear. So uh, when you um, look at these, um, these accounts in all these different cultures coming through from ancient times, that there is a, a, a massive common theme that there is a force that operates overwhelmingly, almost entirely in the unseen, that is manipulating human society. And the way it does it is it has this uh, network of secret societies and satanic groups. This is, when, when, when Satanists, uh, I mean, you know, not the people that play at it, but the, the real full-blown Satanists, they don't do their rituals to the gods um, for a bit of fun or because they're completely deluded, this force is what they are worshipping. Um, and so when you go into ancient times and they did the human sacrifice to the gods, this is what they were sacrificing to. They just called them different names uh, in different cultures. So um, it, was, um, it was clear that um, this, this force had a lot of common descriptions and accounts uh, in the ancient world. And this representation of it in our reality, this, this cult network, its job through, if you like, bodies operating within this frequency band, therefore they can interact with it, is representing the interests of this force. And that's ultimately what's behind people like Gates and all the others. Um, uh, they are they are serving this force uh, that that is their master and uh, their their mentality and their lack of emotion their psychopathy uh is an expression of this force that's why they are as they are because they're they're um, they're almost like a hive mind of this force that's right. I've heard you consider them like a cult before. I, I always call them the satanic death cult. That's why I was like kind of a, that's what it seems like just with the vibe and stuff. Um, what it is you... a death cult. Yes, absolutely. It's a death cult. Um, and and it, it, it feeds off the energy of death. Uh, this is why it's obsessed with death. You know, this force uh, 
feeds off low vibrational human energy. It's one of its energy sources. Uh, and because it's itself in such a low uh, frequency state, because of its distortion, its, um, its inversion, its chaotic state, it's in a low frequency state itself. To absorb energy, to, to, to the sustenance of energy, it has to um, absorb energy in the same uh, uh, frequency band that's, that it can interact with, that, that it can absorb. And so it doesn't want a human race that's in a state of love and joy and harmony. Because when we give off those, those vibes, those frequencies, which, I mean, every thought, every emotion, you're giving off a frequency represented by the thought or the emotion. And these high frequency uh, uh, states, like love and joy and, 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 and balance and harmony, all these things, this force can't absorb them. It's like two radio stations. They're on different frequencies, so they ne they never the twain shall meet. They have to pull the human race into a low-frequency state of emotion and mentality because then we're giving off the vibes that it can absorb. And, you know, I'm, I mentioned a few minutes ago about in the ancient world, they used to uh, openly, they do it secretly now, but they still do it, but openly, uh, sacrifice people, usually children, often children. This is why, you know, we have this thing about sacrificing young virgins to the gods. Young virgins is just code for, kids, for children. Um, and what they're doing with, with these sacrifices, because you say, well, okay, well, what do you mean you're sacrificing to the gods? I mean, what do the gods get out of it? Well, what happens in these uh, uh, dark, deeply dark, beyond imaginable dark, satanic rituals is is when they're sacrificing a person the person is obviously in a state of enormous terror and that um gives off the 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 frequency of terror uh of extreme terror and these um entities that are operating um outside of our visual reality but can absorb the uh, i mean you know it, whatever emotions i'm feeling now whatever i'm thinking now i'm giving them off and people could say oh no i've got good vibes from him or i've got bad vibes from him i'm giving them off and you can feel them on that level but you can't see them because it's they're operating outside this band of frequency that we can see so as these emotions and, and, and mental states are given off this force in the unseen is able to connect with that and, and, and absorb it. And at the same time, um, the, uh, the terror causes uh, an adrenaline to be released into the bloodstream. And it's that, that the, um, the Satanists who are in our reality carrying out the ritual, that's what they're drinking. It's a kind of nectar, it gives them a high, this adrenaline in the blood. So th this is what's going on. And it used to be done openly uh, in the ancient world. And then humanity reached a point of maturity where it weren't having that. And it went underground. But it's still going on. One of the things I've um, exposed in great detail in some of my earlier books is the, the satanic uh, ritual foundation of all this, this cult. You're absolutely right to call it a death cult. and. Um, and the very, very famous people, I name in the books, 
who um, have been um, who, who are involved in this stuff, uh, and and they have a, a public persona, and they have another persona that um, operates in private, which is very very different. Yeah, I feel like the veil uh, recently was like lifted or something to where we could see through all this. Um, I mean, I mean, you have a lot of like uh, the fall of the cabal, a lot, a lot, a lot of kind of stuff like that. The Epstein story. You have, you have a lot of like pop culture things kind of revealing it, and um, and, and it's interesting seeing that. And I also heard you talk about um how turquoise is like uh emits a positive color. I, I like to see you wear that. Honestly, it's, it's good to see you wear that again. And uh, and, and is love the highest frequency? Is that the like the most pure and highest frequency? You think? Well, it's it's it, it's it's a very good frequency, I think. And the um, the Native Americans, of course, were very much into turquoise. Uh, but the, the the principle of color is is very um, very interesting. As said earlier, everything is a frequency, and it is every color is a frequency. You know, um, when we when we look at something um, with a, a color. In its foundation state, it has no color. It's just energy. It's an, it's an information field. Um, and we decode the color because everything that is, uh, that every color, it's a frequency. It's a particular frequency. Uh, and so um, you'll have a situation where someone will wear a color and people will say, God, you look great in that color. That really makes you vibrant, that color. And they'll say another time, oh, you know, you, you, that color drains you, mate. That color drains you, takes the color out of your face. And this is, this is because uh, when you wear a color, what you're actually wearing is a frequency field that, that is vibrating to that uh, frequency of that color. Uh, and, and sometimes it syncs with you and sometimes it don't. So some people will look vibrant in one color and other people will look vibrant in another color but it's all uh, the whole uh, spectrum thing of color is um it's just uh, different frequencies which we then decode into um into what we perceive as color the color exists in here because all the time we are decoding reality which we experience as a physical world but the only place that physical world exists is in here. Uh, it's like, imagine you have um, a Wi-Fi field and the, the computer, a, a load of computers are connected to that Wi-Fi field. Um, well, the Wi-Fi field is in a certain state. It's a radiation field holding information. And the, the computers then decode that information from the radiation state into the state we see on the, on the screen. What, that's what the computer is doing. It's decoding, if you use Wi-Fi, it's decoding Wi-Fi into a completely different form on the screen. But the form on the screen is just a different manifestation of the information carried in that uh, field, whichever one's being decoded. So our reality is, is created like that. We, um, if you look at the five senses, they are um, mechanisms to pick up frequencies and communicate them to the brain as electrical signals. And the brain then constructs those frequencies, that information into the world that we think is outside of us and that we are, we, we are a part of. So if you take the, um, the, the, the example of the ears, simplest example, uh, the, the ears are, are not picking up sound that we hear, they're picking up uh, frequencies. So when I'm speaking now, what are words? 
when I'm speaking, when I'm speaking now, my vocal cords are creating vibrating information fields. That's what they're doing, and, and they are communicating. And then the ears pick up those uh, sound waves, they turn them into electrical signals, and they communicate them to the brain, and then we hear, once that process is complete, we hear the words that the person is saying, because the brain's decoded the frequency field into what we call um, language. So there's, a, there's that great, um, that, that great uh, question, example of this. Um, does a falling tree make a noise? And the answer is only if you hear it. Huh. Because the, the tree is a, a vibrational information field. That's why it's a tree and, and not a flower or, you know, not a, a, um, a rabbit. It's a tree. And it's a tree because that information field carries the information uh, of a tree. Uh, this is why um, an elephant acts like an elephant and not like a, like a duck because that information field we call the elephant has a program, like a software program, uh, if you bring it down to uh, technology uh, language, which plays out a certain behavior system. Uh, and that's why, you know, a duck is a duck and it's why a, a, um, an elephant is an elephant when actually in the bigger picture, they're all just consciousness. Huh. So when, you, um, when you've got a tree, when it falls, what it's doing, that information field of the tree is falling through the greater field of information, the greater sea of, of energy, information, frequency that we, we are, live among. That's what connects us. That's why, you know, these things, these paranormal things like telepathy and stuff, it's actually frequencies passing through the field. So as it falls through the field, it's making a disturbance in the field as one frequency interacts with another. And if nobody's there, that's all it does. But if someone's there, these pick up the disturbance, send it to the brain as electrical signals, and the brain decodes it into the sound of a tree falling. That's a great, um, metaf that's a great metaphor. I, I have a weird question too. Like, uh, I, I heard you speak something like, like this, and it kind of clicked when you said that with the frequencies, like um, how, how we're not actually hearing words, we're, just, uh, we're feeling frequencies. And, and I, had a, I was watching some of your YouTube videos to kind of do homework on this episode. And um, you said something similar to that. And then I looked down and my cat was like making a vibration, like basically through his noise. And I'm realizing that cats are probably the best at it. Like, like, like almost because like, I, I, and I almost wondered, this is unproven, just a thought. I almost wonder if they mimic love through vibration to get what they want. And, and I almost see them as manipulative more so. And that's how they live for free. That's how they do these. It's like really weird how, how I connected that while I was watching YouTube videos of yours. Well, um, that, that's interesting. First of all, I think you're right about cat. I mean, certain animals, uh, animals in general, are very much more sensitive to frequencies and to changes in frequency. Uh, this is a, a reason why um, animals start to respond uh, and react long before an earthquake when 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 humans are not responding because no it's coming but but what happens is when there's an earthquake coming or or a big disturbance a big weather system um it starts to to affect the the, the frequency field it starts to affect this field we live in among and because you know uh, animals don't read the newspapers uh, go go to school and be programmed and and desensitized literally 
um, they pick it up where most humans don't, but some humans uh, uh, can, and they're called seers and, 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 and all this stuff, when, you know, all it is is being sensitive to energy, sensitive to changes in the frequency. So the an animal will pick up that, 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 um, that change before it manifests physically. And they, they, they will, they've obviously so very um, clear behavior of knowing an earthquake's coming before it does. And, and cats are very, very sensitive to this. Um, and, and I, you know, cats will have a, a deeper range of perception, deeper into the field, beyond that human visible, visible light um, restriction. It's not really a restriction, it's the way the, the body works, but they, they go deeper in the field. And so you'll see cats and other animals, dogs too, reacting to something that appears to be empty space. To, to, to someone, a human in the room, what you, what's, what you, what's the cat doing? Why is nothing there? What are you doing? Well, there is something there to the cat because it can see deeper into the field. So it can see things that we can't see. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 you know, this, this is what's happening. And what we call psychics, genuine ones, there's lots that call themselves psychics and, and mediums that aren't, but, but those, those genuine ones, uh, they, they have this ability to go deeper into the field and to pick up vib vibrations and, and, and um, information, uh, other entities outside of the normal human range of perception. And, and, and that's why they, they pick up things. And, you know, a, a genuine psychic, if, if you, um, if they want to, to, you want them to contact someone who's passed on, they'll often say to you, do you, do you have anything that they wore? Did, did they wear a ring? Have you got a ring? Oh, yeah. What they're doing is, as you wear that ring, um, that ring is absorbing your frequency because it's in your field. It's part of your field. And a, 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 um, a sensitive um, psychic can pick up the frequency that, that was you in that, in that ring, that, ring that, that that ring's still holding. And it can help to literally tune in to 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 you the 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 past human um, entity. So you know it's like um, uh, being um, telepathic. What what they used to call in um, in uh, in Africa the bush telegraph, where you know people out on the hunt could could pick up the fact that something was going back up, back at the uh, on back at the village and they needed to get back. It's because um, you know. In those kind of cultures, without all the, um, and, and this is what it is, without all the um, things to capture five sense focus, uh, they were much more sensitive to these things, just like animals are more, uh, are more sensitive to these things. And therefore, they can pick up uh, vibes. You know, if you, if you have a, a close vibrational frequency connection to someone like a loved one or something um when 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 they're giving off um a, a frequency particularly uh, you know an emotional state which can be very powerful because something's going wrong um you can pick it up even at a distance because there is no distance there is there is no uh, space uh, uh, at this level of reality that i'm talking about and you can pick it up i just know something's wrong or you'll think of someone You'll think of someone, this happens to people a lot, you'll think of someone and the phone will ring and there they are. 
Well, what a coincidence. No, they, their preparation to call you goes out as a vibe. It goes out into the field. And if you can pick up that vibe because you have this relationship to, with, with them, this, this, this connection, then you'll start thinking of them because suddenly their vibe's hitting you. And, and then the phone will ring <laughs> because they were, they were going to call you and you were picking up that preparation in the same way that the animals pick up the, uh, the earthquake before the earthquake happens. So you're picking up them preparing to ring you before they actually ring. Uh, and therefore you go, God, that's, that's amazing. That's a miracle. It's not just the way reality works. Just that, you know, this cult tries to keep all this from us. And they, they say, oh, it's the paranormal, it's a load of rubbish. So that's why they've controlled and brought up and funded mainstream science to, to poo-poo and uh, discredit all of this. Because they don't want us to know the true power that we have. They want us to think, oh, no, we little me, we have no power. Oh, that's super real. And it was, it was funny as I was watching your, uh, your talk on the vibration thing on, on YouTube and like, uh, it like clicked in my head when you said that. And, and I realized that I wasn't actually hearing words after you said that. And then, and then I literally looked down and, and the cat's like purring at me or whatever we call purring. And I'm like, you're trying to manipulate me to get on the couch by mimicking love. And I was like literally watching it happen as you're, like, it clicked in my head while I was watching one of your talks. And like, uh, and it, was, it was just really interesting. And, and like, that's an opinion at this point, an unproven opinion, but, but from, from my perspective, but it still seemed like that. It seemed like they're literally using vibration vibrations to mimic love to get on the couch to be more comfortable like that was like all it needed like i from me i felt like well we live in two worlds uh in one world there's the world of the population uh and that is strictly limited unless you go looking for it um in terms of information and knowledge to keep them in the dark they say about um the uh, the mushroom um the mushroom technique, keep them in the dark and feed them bullshit. Huh. Uh, and, and, and over the other, uh, the other world, you've got, um, you've got this cult, which is a global network of secret societies and incredibly hierarchical. So most of the people, even within the network, don't know what the inner core knows. But the basic... Um, the basic reason for secret societies and keeping secrets is, is twofold. It's more than this, but it's basically twofold. One is to keep secret the agenda for humanity. So stepping stones to tyranny appear to the population to be just random events with no connection. And the other thing is, crucially, is, is passing on knowledge of the nature of reality and how it works and how our perceptions become our experience. Uh, and they do. Um, and to keep that from the population, that's why it's passed over through the secret society network. And I'm, I'm not talking about the lower levels of it, Bill and Joe down the Freemasonry Lodge in St. Louis. I'm, I'm talking about, you know, deeper in the, into the, um, into the, um, into the hierarchy, you, you get the levels where the real knowledge is available. And that, that you look at secret societies, they're broken up into degrees and you're only allowed into the next degree if that degree thinks you're worthy of it so it's really compartmentalized in terms of knowledge but at the core they they hoard this knowledge of what this reality is and how it um, works and they want to keep it um, from the population because then they can use this knowledge to in, the, in one way the way you're talking about to manipulate humanity while humanity not only doesn't know 
that these techniques are being used to manipulate them. But if anyone says this is what's happening, they'll call them crackpots because they'll say um, what you're saying is not possible. No, no. You believe it's not possible because you've been told it's not possible. These know it's possible and they're using it on you every day. And one of the great ways and the most important ways really of holding a, um, a, a, a people in servitude is to suppress their sense of the possible because their sense of the possible is then limited by what can we do about this and it's also limited by um, not knowing that a much greater possible is being used to control you but you don't know and you'll dismiss it anyway because you don't realize the possibilities that that really exist you just think in terms of the limitation that that you've been uh, manipulated all your life to um, to believe in and uh, this this um, interaction between perception and experience is crucial into understanding how, how all this works they know that our perceptions become our behavior uh, what how you perceive a situation dictates how you behave in relation to it so in 2020 because so many people believed there was a deadly virus um, they meekly went under house arrest because they thought that was the way to save them from the deadly virus so their perception became behavior and we saw how it turned out and the collective what we call human society therefore is simply um, human collective perception made manifest as behavior that's what it is the, you, the, the world of humanity human society is a behavior expression of human perception so they're trying to control perception because they they know that if we can if we can be programmed with the right perception from their point of view the right behavior will follow and the right responses will follow that will advance their agenda and one of the main things they want to do is keep us in a perceptual state of fear because people in a state of fear um, tend to give their power away to whatever they believe will protect them from what they've, they've, they've been manipulated to fear and uh, never was that more obvious than um, since 2020 uh, um, adorned uh, and the whole thing's a perceptual um, conspiracy really uh, and um, if we take our minds back take our perceptions back then um, then we take their power away we let them mold our perceptions we give our power away yeah and, and speaking of molding perceptions like i i noticed this too like how we're limited whenever i like ask people what their dream is or something like that it's always like work related i'm like, I'm like what is your dream like, like oh i want to work here i, I want to do this for work it's like it's always like uh their dreams are even in servitude like, like like almost like like any kind of like goal is like it's like yeah i'd like to have that kind of job like that's your goal your goal is to work <laughs> like it's like yeah. insane well that's a very interesting point and it's one i've written about in the books over the years one of the, the ways to control perception and control behavior is to dictate the symbols of success. Huh. Uh, so it, it, it's, this is very, very powerful uh, part of this. So most people do not have uh, self-security. 
because the whole system's about keeping people insecure. When you realize you're all that this has been and ever can be, I mean, you have a security because you know whatever's happening now, it's just a brief experience, there'll be another one along in a minute. Uh, But um, most people are not secure and they're looking for external uh, confirmation. They're looking for their security to come externally. This is why so many people in the entertainment industry and Hollywood are deeply, deeply insecure people. Because what they, what they, they're attracted to these professions to get the, the adulation, an external um, sense of security, uh, because, um, because they haven't got it themselves. And so if you want that, uh, because you haven't got it yourself, then, for instance, you want people to think you're successful and you're, you're, you've made it and all this stuff, then it's no good succeeding by going walking in India or the Himalayas or something, uh, you know, because people overwhelmingly don't see that as success. He's wasting his life. He could be a banker or a lawyer and he's not walking in the Himalayas. What a failure. The fact that he's loving it um, is kind of irrelevant, of course. So what people tend to do is seek out success according to the symbols that they've been given of what success is. Fame, big house, uh, you know, lots of holiday vacations, uh, all these things, lots of money. Uh, and, that, and, and, and then you get the oh, come up, oh, he's successful. Oh, have you seen the car he's got now, right? They're, they're, external, they're externalizing their, their um, security, sense of security in trinkets and symbols that are not their security at all. They, they, they just think they are. And then you've got um, other people um, that don't need that who don't seek the symbols that are giving them to succeed, um, they succeed on the basis of how they want to live their life. And have you noticed how we've lost, what's that, that, that uh, great American um, saying, the pursuit of happiness? Uh, we, we, we've, kind of, we've kind of forgot these, these emotional states of joy, of love, of balance, of harmony, of peace. Um, as a success in and of themselves by being in those states that's success it's not it's it's not the latest bloody ferrari that's that's just um that's just a trinket to externalize your need for security and adulation Uh, uh, and uh you know people that become conscious beyond this they they, they're not looking at the material world i mean i I live in a a tiny bloody flat (laughs) i mean it's tiny but I don't want any more. I don't need any more. I don't need a big house. I don't want a big house. I don't want a, a, you know, a Ferrari. I don't want any of this stuff. Just my personal uh, thing. I don't want any of this stuff. My, my, um, my sense of success or my sense of peace and, um, and joy comes from in, in what I do and, and what I explore and not, not from trinkets. Um, because I couldn't have got through the last 30 years of kind of incessant abuse and ridicule if i was looking externally for my <laughs> sense of security was it being possible i'd have ended up in the corner kind of shaking you know and disappeared right. from the world but because I, i'm not looking outside of myself 
for um, confirmation that I'm an all right bloke, um, I, uh, uh, I, I don't need it. Therefore, when you open your mouth, you say what you think. And, and this, the, all, this, all this stuff that I'm talking about here, it all connects into, into everything else because so many people, because of this insecurity, uh, and, and if, if you identify with the five sense uh, I, that you're, you're going to go into those levels of, of insecurity. Um, it's like, oh, you know, why, why am I not doing as well as him? Why, 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 why can't I do as well as her? And, and, and this goes, it's just an experience, mate. It's just a brief experience. <laughs> Chill out. You know, gotta, gotta, gotta. Well, you haven't really. You've got eternal eternity to gotta, gotta, gotta. Chill. Um, yep. and, and you, you, you are in a, uh, um, a, a state where you don't need this, this stuff. But, it, you know, if you look at, uh, uh, again, people who um, have these, um, these uh, insecurities, they are um, looking all the time for, for ways of, of, um, of, of finding security externally. And so what they'll do is they'll um, say before they say anything, what do I need to say? What do I need to leave out so that these people will think I'm okay? So these people will like me. So these people will think I'm intelligent. So people will ac they'll accept me as one of their circle. So how, how do I edit myself? How do I cease to be the true unique me? And how do I become what they would want me to be? And in all these ways, what you're doing is you're losing your sense of self. You're losing your self, uh, your true self-identity, your unique self-identity. We may be all part of one infinite consciousness, but we're all unique expressions of it. Um, and you, people lose that once they think, what do I have? To, how do I have to change myself? What I think, what I say, what I do so that these people will, um, will see me in a certain way. In other words, how do I become what they want? And what, what's happening all the time is people are losing, losing their self-identity, they're, they're losing their uniqueness and becoming part of the herd. This is, this is the process that makes you part of the herd. Um, uh, the fear of being different in a world of uniformity. And, and being different is something we should celebrate. It should, it's, it's actually what it's all about. It's celebrating and expressing your uniqueness. Because we all have this unique, if we, if we get out of the herd mentality, we all, all have this unique spin on life. And uh, we should be celebrating that and not running away from it. I agree. And I think that that, that was the answer. I think that like, uh, how would you like people like you? I think by being your authentic self, I, 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 I think faking it does the opposite and it becomes inauthentic. I think people love real people, regardless of their opinions, regardless of who they are. They love authenticity at this point. They're starving for it. Yeah, and, and, and look, you know, what I said uh, earlier about this, these, these two kind of mentalities that are appearing, those that are kind of seeing and asking questions and going, hey, what the hell is going on here? Because something is. And, and those that are just following, um, that, that's the herd mentality among that group, because of what's happened since the turn of 2020, has got more, it's got more intense. It's got more extreme. Whereas there's another group that's, moving out of that uh, and uh, expressing them, themselves in a different way. Um, and, and that's why you can see two very different uh, um, mentalities now. 
um, in, in the world. Uh, and of course, the majority are still the ones that follow. But we live in hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. And uh, well, before, I, I feel like we could talk for nine more hours. You're one of the most interesting people I, I've, uh, I've fell into recently with um, this David Ike rabbit hole, I feel like. Uh, but uh, but um, is there any social media or anything you want to throw out? Are you allowed to have social media even? Or is there anything you want to throw out? Uh, maybe your books on Amazon or something you want people to check out? Well, um, no, I, I'm, I'm not on any mainstream social media. <laughs> I thought that after I asked, I was like, <laughs> and, um, but, but, and I was on parlor and um, we were getting some, starting to get some big numbers there. And then you see what happened to parlor. But it's I'm back on, now. I'm, oh, it's back now. Is it? it? It came up yesterday. Yeah. All right. Great stuff. Well, yeah. Um, so I'll be back on that then. So uh, I'm, I'm on, I'm on Gab and, and, and Telegraph and all these uh, different things uh, as well. And that's another thing, another great thing, you know, you know, that, 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 that wonderful phrase um, that um, necessity is the mother of invention. You know, pe people are now starting to respond and, and, and not go down the victim road of, all up for me, I've been deleted. It's like, okay, so what do we do? How do we get around it? How do we create our own networks? And that's the, that's the thing that's going to, uh, going to bring this down, not being the, 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 the victim. And, you know, it's very... Um, it's very freeing, really, um, when, you know, I, I never did edit myself um, on Twitter and Facebook. I, I never did. Well, you know, basically, I never went on there, but the news stories were put on there by my son. But I never kind of um, thought, well, I better not, um, I better not uh, post this or what will happen. I just did it. Um, but you still got a feeling, you know, I wonder if they'll do anything about this, but it's so freeing when you just know that it won't happen because you, you're, 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 you're communicating through a, a medium that um, believes in freedom of speech and, uh, and won't be, um, you know, censoring you and what have you and deleting you because of your opinion. So it's very freeing. And, and, you know, you know, some of those, um, those um, parlor, um, uh, pages and accounts were getting starting to get uh, big numbers and uh, you know this is the way we need to go not not feel sorry for ourselves but just get on with it because they're telling us something they're telling us these big powerful social media companies are all not only owned by the cult they were created by them your your zuckerbergs and sandbergs at facebook and your your dorses at twitter and your and pages at Google, they're only front people. They're, and you know, Wachiski at YouTube, they're just front people. They, you know, uh, they, they're, they're, they're just uh, gophers. Uh, the, real, the real control is going on somewhere else. That's why it's, how it's all so coordinated often. Um, but what they're telling you is actually, they're not as powerful as they want you to think. Because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in this little flat uh, um, just off the south coast of England. Uh, 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 turning out stuff in the computer and what have you. And they think I'm so dangerous and such a threat to them, they have to knock me off all their platforms. That tells you something. Because uh, I don't feel the need to censor them, I could care less. But they need to feel the, feel the need to censor me because their um, narratives are so ridiculous and unsupportable by the evidence, especially the COVID story, that um, the only way they can protect it is by censoring uh, those that expose it and that that's where they are now and the more hysterical the censorship gets the um the more they're telling you 
how much power you really have and how frightened of you they really are. And one of the things that they are desperate to do, I go into this elsewhere, but they're desperate to get this, um, th this fake vaccine, this COVID vaccine, which is not a vaccine actually, um, into everybody. And that they, they, they know they're getting big pushback. They, they know as they, they come down into younger people uh, that they're gonna have, they've got a real, um, a real battle on their hands to, to, to get the numbers that they want. Uh, and so now they are, um, they're doing everything they can to get people to have it. But they're desperate. They're, they're censoring like crazy. Anyone is exposing it. Um, they are talking about these vaccine passports. You can't do anything unless you have the vaccine. Um, and, you know, it's all telling you they're not as powerful as they want you to believe. Big Brother is not as big as it wants you to believe. And there's eight billion of us getting on for anyway. And uh, you get the inner core of this cult in a single room. So the answer is staring us in the face. We've just got to grasp it. I definitely agree. I think the veil's been lifted and we were able to see how weak everybody was. I don't know what it did, but the last like couple of years, like I could, a lot more people are seeing through it. And I, I guys like you and Jones been saying it forever. Like, but, but I think like, like normal people where I consider like people that don't hyper-focus on that, like are starting to realize like my neighbors and stuff, you know, like, I mean, it's like, it's like interesting to see how this goes. Yeah, it will be. And you know, one of the key areas uh, or one of the key times is, is when you've got, and we're closing in on it, my God when enormous numbers of people have got nothing left to lose you know what, probably you right. got, where you got something left to lose you 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 might edit yourself censor yourself and keep your mouth shut and um conform in the hope of not losing what you've got to lose but when you've lost it you've got nothing to lose now and and i uh, that uh, usually manifests a very very different mentality and approach once that point's reached and uh, you know vast numbers of people are getting there and um, that's going to be the time when we're going to see where this goes. When, um, when people in large, large numbers reach that point, nothing left to lose. What they do then will, will um, give us a very big idea of where this is going. That's a great point. And, and like I said, I feel like we talked for nine more hours, but um, you're an international treasure, David Icke. I appreciate you taking the time to be on this uh, terrible show. <laughs> and, uh, good, actually. <laughs> no, it's great. I thought it was amazing. Um, and uh, I'd like to have you on again, but thank you for taking your time, man, uh, for uh, being here. And uh, go buy David Ike's books, uh, Make Him a Trillionaire. So, <laughs> not, not necessary. Not, not to pay for this place, I'll tell you. But um, yeah, uh, davidike.com is, the, uh, is the, the website where the news is uh, put into context every day. And, and then behind me, there's Iconic, which is a, now a very big uh, uh, media platform of uh, documentary series uh, and uh, programs of all different kinds across the whole range of um, subjects that you don't hear about in the mainstream media. So um, that, that, that's, um, I'm very, very pleased with the way that's been, uh, been created by my son, actually. He's done a brilliant job.